You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. With everything going on with COVID-related, we're working through the protocols and, and just going to make sure that we uh, stay in communication with the league and uh, you know continue to keep everybody safe and, and also find a way to uh, go get a win this weekend. So our coaches and players are working really hard virtually today, and uh, we've had a bunch of meetings already this morning. We'll have some more this afternoon, and we're full speed ahead. We know well, they know us well, and then it's, uh, you know just got to put a plan together and, uh, again, go find a way to get a win. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious7. It's time for the Brown Showdown on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious7. <laughs> Coach of the Year, discussion under Kevin Stefanski at the top of the show, courtesy of ClevelandBrowns.com. And he prepares to do the unprecedented and what Daryl Ryder has described as hopeless in finding a way to win in the playoffs from a distance. To help us understand what we can expect and what we're up against, we welcome Vince Paparella of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Vince Paparella from the Devoted Steelers Podcast. You can find us at Steelers Devoted on Twitter. Vince, thank you for taking the time to share with us ahead of this critical game. It's great to hear from you again on Dogs by Nature Radio. And now, representing your Cleveland Browns is none other than Josh from the Danger Zone podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's great to be back, and I'm definitely excited to talk some Browns playoff football. Josh and his partner, Rick, are essential listening for any Browns fan. For the record, Josh can be found at Herb Twister on Twitter. <laughs> so, gentlemen, with the pleasantries aside, let's get into this playoff edition of the Brown Showdown. As it is our custom, we'll kick things off to our opposition's offense and go with Vince as he explains to us what the Steelers have in store for the Browns from the offensive perspective. So as you may know, the Steelers have struggled in the really kind of the last third of the season with producing, you know, a lot of points and a lot of offensive production. And in some instances, they've actually failed to outproduce uh, some of their um game from last year when they were playing with a Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as their quarterbacks, um, obviously because of the Big Ben injury. Um, you know, but this year our top five offensive producers, you know, I definitely would say start off with Chase Claypool, uh, then anywhere between Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, running back James Conner has been, you know, the guy when he's not been injured, and then tight end, they've gotten a lot of touchdown productions, or, or a good bit, I should say from Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald um, could be a bigger part of that because Eric Ebron is currently dealing with the close exposure to COVID. Um, but he's not as good in the run game as um, Vance McDonald is. And with Vance McDonald in there, that could actually help the run game. As many people know, the run game for the Steelers has not been there. As far as how to attack the Browns, um, they got to stretch the ball down the field. You know, when the Steelers have a lot of success, they're getting big, they're getting chunk plays, usually to a Chase Claypool, sometimes Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster, um, and they got to force the ball down the field. That's what's really been hampering them, I believe, over the past last third of the season um, is that they haven't been able to stretch the ball down the field. They've kind of gotten cute um, and really, really heavily relied on the short passing game, um, and defenses have been able to take note of that and uh, stop that easily. As Once again, as many people know, they don't have... Um, a very successful run game, so I don't think they'll, they will try to attack the Browns um, on the ground. I don't know. I think that Connor was fairly productive in the last contest. 
But of course, the deep passing going with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool is definitely going to be a threat for the Browns coming into this playoff game. So now let's turn to Josh of the Danger Zone podcast to see what he thinks about the Browns defense coming into this contest. Defensively for the Browns, the name of the game is it's always going to be turnover generation. We haven't seen too much of it lately. Uh, Sub the interception by Stewart last Sunday. But when the Browns are at least neutral to plus in the turnover margin, they win to the tune of 10-0. So imperative to stay with that trend. Um, hopefully we see the return of Denzel. That would be huge, and it would definitely lessen the sting of losing Vernon to the Achilles injury. Uh, so with Claiborne likely sliding into OV spot and rotational guys like Porter Gustin and Jordan Elliott seeing more time, this defensive line should still be able to get some pressure. And, of course, we do have Miles Garrett, so that helps. Um, when Ben runs the Pittsburgh offense, the middle of the field is where they do a lot of work, and that's going to strain our linebacking core. So Jacob Phillips, you know, who's been coming along nicely, he's going to need to show out in this one and help attack those drags and crossing routes. Uh, be wary of the wide receiver screen, too, another Pittsburgh staple. Uh, the reality is this, though. We're going to need a few guys to step up and make plays. Disciplined football with a turnover or two will get the job done. Josh, that's a great point. If the Browns can go out and get that ball, it does bode well for their chances in this game. So let's flip the field and turn things over to the Steelers' defense and hear what Vince Paparella thinks about one of the stingiest units in all of football. Uh, it starts with T.J. Watt, you know, their outside linebacker. 15 sacks this year, led the league. He's great in the run, great, um, you know, in the pass rush. Also included in that is Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt. They're great in the middle, but they've also got a lot of production um, from other people in their D-line. Most notably Tyson Alawalu uh, in the run defense. Uh, In the backfield, or in the secondary, excuse me, you have Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, all-pro safety. Um, Terrell Evans has taken a significant step forward this year. And then on the outside, you have Joe Hayden, former Brown, uh, who's played relatively well this year, but will miss the game due to covid and then you have Steven Nelson um, on the other side, who's had who started the year rough, but has stepped up a lot better towards the second half. In the nickel, or in the slot, you'll have um, Mike Hilton, who's a very good small cornerback, very physical, um, is very good against kind of those quick type uh, types of passes, and is very good in the run game. And then replacing Joe Hayden, you'll have Cameron Sutton, uh, who is a very good cornerback. He's actually both... Cam Sutton and Joe Hayden are in the last year of their deals. Um, So there could be significant change in that position next year. Uh, As far as middle linebackers go, they've been kind of rotating ever since Devin Bush went down with a combination of Vince Williams and Avery Williamson. Uh, Roberts Belaine, who has not been able to be, uh, who was not available last three weeks due to the injury, um, will probably be be back against the Browns. And um, he'll probably, they'll probably have some even split between the three of them. That's right, Spillane was the revelation in the first contest. Stepped in for an injured Devon Bush, and the defense didn't really miss a beat, did they? Now it's time to hear from Josh from the Danger Zone podcast. He talks about what he's expecting from the Browns offense in Sunday's game. Our Browns are most definitely stronger on the offensive side of the ball than we are on the defensive side. COVID has had an impact on this unit offensively, um, recently robbing it of the highest rated pass blocker in one Joel Batonio. That one definitely stings, too, Uh, not just because he's awesome, but also given what he's endured with this organization, right? 
so the man deserved to play in this game. But we are mostly intact. Um, of course, that's not taking into consideration we are less the man who has righted the ship in one coach, Kevin Stefanski. Another blow, um, losing him for this game. But I'm confident on where he has this team and their ability to carry his essence um, even when he's not there. So I'll actually go, I'll go a step further and say I'm expecting a big game from this unit with the added motivation to win for these guys, you know, who can't be there fighting with them. So Baker, Chubb, Jarvis, all these guys should be jacked up and ready to rock. The galvanization of this offense um, could be pretty much complete with a victory on Sunday night. Josh, I love your line of thinking in this one. Can't wait to hear your prediction. So with that, we'll put on our prognosticators hats. We'll first hear from Vince Paparella as he tells about what he's expecting in this Sunday night affair. You know, it's about the Steelers offense um, is pushing the ball down the field. If they're able to success, if successfully push the ball down the field, Mason Rudolph, I believe, completed around 50% of his passes beyond 15 yards uh, last week against the Browns, and they had some success doing that. Uh, in the last game that Big Ben played was against the Colts, where he was 8 for 12 beyond 20 yards, or maybe it was 15, um, and, and he had a lot of success in the second half really pushing the ball down the field. When the Steelers are able to push the ball down the field, they're able to open up things um, in the short game and take what, you know, really be able to take what the defense gives them, put up a lot, put up a lot of points, hopefully, uh, from my point of view. And then defensively, you know, it starts with uh, obviously stopping Cleveland's run game. They have a very good O-line, regardless of the who's not going to be able to play. And, uh, you know, I think they'll kind of take what, you know, Baker, I think, they, I think they'll say that, you know, Baker kind of go and beat us, and I think that happens. Um, you know, I think that would be surprising to the Steelers, but, you know, it starts with stopping the run game, and you have a very, very good complement of backs, you know, Nick Chubb being one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best, and then uh, Kareem Hunt being an excellent option, and out of the um, backfield as well, catching, he's an excellent back as well. Uh, as far as the final score, I'm going to say it is 31-21 to 21 in favor of the Steelers. Um, I think there's a lot of things kind of going against Cleveland right now with the unfortunate uh, diagnosis of COVID with your uh, head coach, and you're missing also uh, Batonia, which is quite significant. Uh, the Steelers also have injuries as well, but if they can recreate what they've been able to do in the past kind of six quarters with pushing the ball down the field, I think they'll be able to score quite a few touchdowns and maybe even open up things in the run game. Vince, that's certainly a possibility. So now let's hear from Josh from the Danger Zone to see if he can give us something positive to take home. Like I said earlier, I think we need to be on the positive side of the turnover differential to win this one. Discipline and effort are really going to be the things that tip the scales in either direction in this game. Um, my money's on the Browns. I really do think this team is going to hit a different level for this one. Uh, you know, for the brothers who can't be there and because it's freaking playoffs, baby. I mean, uh, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns knocking off the Steelers 28 to 14. Wow. A stunning prediction in the face of recent events. Earlier in the week, I would have said you were Daryl Ryder wrong. But as this game gets closer, I start to see the path to victory. And Josh is right. It starts with turnovers. And like DG said yesterday, the Browns are going to have to be physical. I'm certainly troubled by them losing their play caller against this defense as well as their starting left guard. That defense can be league average with BJ Goodson in the middle. They're going to miss Vernon, but I think they have enough to slow down the Steelers to make this game interesting. I'm going to take the Browns 31-28 to on some late game heroics. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. 
Our Steelers fan rep was Vince Paparella of the Devoted Steelers podcast. Uh, and thank you guys so much for uh, letting Steelers Devoted uh, come on the podcast. We've had a great, you know, two-year or two-season relationship uh, with you guys, and we really appreciate it. Um, and uh, hopefully it's a wonderful game on Sunday. And uh, here we go, Steelers. We are definitely hoping to co-op that slogan this Sunday. Vince, always great to hear from you and your buddy, Dimitri. Thank you for taking your time to share with us here. Dogs by Nature Radio. Once again, your Browns fan rep was Josh from the Danger Zone. It's always a pleasure hopping on talking Browns. Uh, soak this one in, Browns fandom. It's well-deserved. Uh, thanks for having me, and go Browns. Josh, that's some excellent advice to go with your outstanding work. Thanks for bringing it here to Dogs by Nature Radio. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to the Brown Showdown on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Polonia7. Take care and go Browns.